This is Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom, a podcast dedicated to helping you expand your mindset and get shit done. Be sure to subscribe to this show and leave me a review if I've been able to impact your life in any way. Reviews help me reach a higher ranking, which in turn allows the message to reach more people. It's my goal with this podcast to positively impact a million people's lives. Also check out RyanNidell.com for additional content. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com. Also find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Ryan Nidell. Today's episode is They're Watching. So as you've listened to this podcast, I'm now 100 plus episodes in, and many of you have decided to go over to one of my social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whatever, all the stuff we all use, and have started to follow me. You seems like you want more content. And I couldn't be more appreciative, not because the number of followers that I have matters, it's because the impact that I can make matter. But I didn't always look at the world that way. As I've shared in past episodes, there was a time in my life where I was so insecure and thought that things mattered so much that actually matter so little that I was going out and buying Instagram followers. I know, crazy, right? Like most people I say that to have no idea that even exists. So while working at a custom clothing company, I thought more people would want to interact with me and my brand if I had more followers when they came to my Instagram page. That was why I did it. Now, throughout the past really six months, maybe even longer, I've done everything I can to clean that up. Got rid of people that don't engage with my posts or my brand. You know, just really trying to get rid of things and make sure that I'm adding value on a daily basis. Part of this, I have a system, a process where I had an automated messenger bot that was created to correspond with people that followed my page. I think it's a great way to break the ice. You think of all the people that you follow and nothing ever happens. You know, you, you live vicariously. You live through this looking glass of peering in on their life and assuming that you know what's going on, but you never have dialogue with them. And although I think social media can be used for some incredibly impactful things, that whole voyeuristic looking glass methodology, I don't think is beneficial. I, I think we could do better than that. So my message that was automatically sent out says exactly this. Hello, then you it would insert whatever your social media platform name was. Thank you for your follow. Obviously, this is an autoresponder sent to everybody that follows me. However, I use this simply as an icebreaker, something to open dialogue with people who wish to interact with me. I personally make sure to respond to all DMs and would love to know how I can best be of service to you. Please drop me a line, say hello, and introduce yourself. Make magic happen, Ryan. I came up with that straight from the heart when I found this software that would do this. I thought it was the coolest thing ever because it started opening that, that wall. You know, you can now see in. There was a chance to communicate because obviously I'm not paying attention to who's following me and who's unfollowing me. Like, if you don't like my message, don't follow me. I get it. Maybe you do like my message and you just have some, some program running that follows and unfollows people. I admittedly don't care about that. None of this stuff matters to me. But in that, I was realizing that I wasn't actually communicating with anybody because I'm not paying attention to it. I'm being a little selfish. So I have this messenger that goes off. 
And today, as I'm sitting down to record an episode, the one we're listening to right now, I'm sitting here scratching my head not knowing really what to talk about today. I have notes in my phone of stuff that pops in my head, and I hadn't even looked at them. Just, I wasn't feeling it. You know, I just didn't want to do this today. And sometimes that shit happens for me. I just don't want to record a podcast. I've made a commitment to make sure there's seven days a week of content. So I have to honor that commitment to myself. But really, eh, today's just one of those days. But as I sit down, thinking about what I'm going to talk about, pop open Instagram, admittedly sedating, killing time, and I see that little messenger icon in the top right-hand corner open up. Difference now from six or eight months ago is I get a bunch of messages a day based off people following me and enjoying the show, maybe enjoying my posts, having heard about me from somebody. You guys now interact with me, which is incredible. Couldn't be more appreciative. It literally lights up my day every day. But I click anyway, so I want to make sure to respond to people. And as I'm clicking through, I'm seeing two, three, four, five messages I have not yet responded to today. But the one that triggered this alert, the one that triggered the event of knowing that I had a messenger, is from a man that received my message, that automated message, June 3rd. June 3rd at 7.45 p.m. to be specific. So that means this man started following me June 3rd at 7.45 So he got the message. I know it opened. It automatically opens. However, he never messaged me. Didn't respond. No big deal. I don't begrudge him for that. Shoot, I don't respond to every automatic message that I get. But today is different. Today, his first name is Josh. Messaged me some really crazy, impactful things. So I won't name last names. I don't think it's relevant, but the synopsis of this is that I've helped change his life by sharing my truth and my message. Every one of these episodes is not scripted. I don't have notes. I don't have a preset agenda when I sit down. I might have a subject or a a title for an episode, then I just let it rip. And everything that I share is truly my life experience. You might not like it. You might not appreciate it. You might not love my delivery all the time. But what I'm sharing is exactly what has went on in my life. Nothing more, nothing less. No embellishments. No sugarcoating. It's all there. So Josh is sharing with me through this instant messenger, literally real time as I'm speaking right now, that I've made a massive impact on his life And his family's life. During college and late in college and after college, Josh became addicted to cocaine and drinking. That's not dissimilar from many people that I know. If you've been listening for quite some time, you know that I found out two weeks ago that Miles, my best friend, passed away from dabbling with cocaine laced with fentanyl. Most of the people that I used to associate with drank as many nights out of the week as they didn't drink. So I'm certainly not judging this individual, just stating a fact. After graduating college and starting his family, these habits remained consistent. They didn't go away. There wasn't some magic switch to flip when you start making money that all of a sudden I'm going to just stop drinking and using cocaine. It actually probably makes it easier, right? You have some more disposable income. So eventually, 
he gets laid off from his job. He gets laid off from his job for not being productive. And I'm going to assume, he didn't say this, but I'm going to assume his lack of production was based off the previous night's activities. Spending a little bit too much time in the bar or having that one or two extra beers at home. And we'll just leave the cocaine part out of it. I'll assume that doesn't exist. He had told people in his life that he was actually eliminated from his position because of corporate downsizing. I mean, in today's economy, every one of us could believe that to be true. That was the story that he told because of the embarrassment of the truth. He shares with me that he had no money, no friends left, no excuses, nothing left. Felt like a shell of a man. He's just, he's just there. And he's actually lying on a bathroom floor, passed out from drinking, his heart racing in his chest from doing lines of cocaine. He wakes up in the morning, and right there he decided that he had a choice. He can lie there and eventually end up killing himself. Or get up and start to be the man that his family actually needed. The next day, he states that he joined a gym and started to look for a new job and began the process of stopping the drug use. I say process because not only is that his words, but anyone that has had that monkey on his shoulder knows that, sure, you quit cold turkey, that's great. But there's still a process to go through to not get hooked once again. I've shared through many episodes that I would say I had some sort of compulsive addiction to anabolics. Now, they don't mess with your psychosomatic state. Steroids don't alter your chemical wiring in your brain, but I was addicted to the feeling I got from taking them. It took time for me to realize that I didn't have to be addicted to that anymore, that there's other things that can replace that. So the first couple weeks he shares that they were extremely painful coming off the dependency of the drugs. And he knew he was on the right path because of the uncomfortable nature of what he was going through. You see, if you want something more for your life, I'll guarantee you 100% of the time, run towards the shit that makes you uncomfortable. If you run away from it, you're not going to expand. Not only did he keep going down this path, of weaning himself off dependency, but he actually started surrounding himself with people that actually loved and cared about him. So he eliminated the negative associations that he had in his life from the drinking and the partying. He kicked them out and focused only on people that mattered. He needed an extra push. When they weren't there to help him through the tough times, he would get back in his mind. That would cause all these limiting behaviors and these self-doubts. I call it the voice in your head, the little man in your head, the little man syndrome is rattling in his mind that it's too hard. I can't do it. No one knows. No one cares. Then he shares with me, I was on the brink of breaking down and I saw a podcast called 15 Minutes to Freedom. My first episode that I ever listened to was Live by a Code, one of my favorite episodes. Josh eventually goes on to share with me that, as humbling as this is to say out loud, that my wisdom and lessons were the last puzzle piece I needed to find success in life. 
You specifically are not my crutch, but your words and message have helped keep me standing. I see now that the drugs I used to use and the alcohol were to mask my insecurities and thoughts of failures. I used substances because I was mad at my father for leaving us. I used substance because I hated myself. I now work three jobs to support my mom and help raise my siblings to be better people. I'm currently almost 10 months sober from drugs. Still drink on the weekends occasionally with friends, but a big step from drinking every day. He's dropped 50 pounds since graduating. And he's added back in 25 pounds or so of muscle. Josh goes on to share with me that my, his words, my words have inspired him to work to be a true man that his siblings can look up to. A few days after he quit using cocaine, his family started having a once a week date night to go to a pizza place, meet new people, talking about life, numerous topics. They actually come to find out they live in Dayton, Ohio and would love to meet with me based off all I've done. This is crazy to me. Like I'm literally, he's still typing right now as I'm going into this episode. I'm sharing with you real-time conversations from Josh. I don't even know how to respond to this. And why does any of this stuff matter? You know, sure, pound my chest a little bit that you like my message and it's making an impact. Yeah, you're damn right. Like that feels fucking incredible to me. That I can share things that matter to me and they've made enough of an impact on one person's life. Only one. I don't care if it's nobody else. There's one person that now can be an inspiration to another group of people. Like that's what 15 Minutes to Freedom has ultimately all been about. But this all comes from the fact that he started watching me in June. It's now basically August. He didn't respond to me in June. He just sat by passively consuming content, going to my page, maybe liking a couple of my posts, but never corresponding with me. I would have had no idea that Josh existed. I had no idea Josh existed because I wasn't looking for Josh, but it doesn't mean that he wasn't looking for me. You see, if you think for one second the actions that you take day over day don't matter to somebody, you are wrong. People are watching what you're doing, and they're going to judge you no matter what you do. So it's not a thing of judgment. Some people are looking to you for inspiration. So no matter where you think you're at in life, whether you're the all-time high or the all-time low, I guarantee there's one person that's watching you that would give anything to trade places with you. That they wake up most days wishing they had your problems. But we all get so self-consumed and self-centered that we forget that people have it worse than us. We forget that the imagery that we paint on social media so often isn't our real life. We forget that people actually lie every day. And that the majority of the stories that are told are not as pretty as we all hope them to be. Now, I commend you, Josh, and I hope that you listen to this episode because you had the balls to reach out to me and share a story That is the true definition of authentic vulnerability. You put yourself out there, brother, and I couldn't be happier for you. Not only for the successes you're starting to see, but for the fact you were willing to share it. There's so much power in owning your truth. When you start to own it, no one can use the shit against you. The bad decisions you used to make are things you used to do. When you own them, you start building walls to make it more difficult for you to remake those same decisions. 
Case in point, if I am sharing with you guys, with you the listener, that I have cheated on Lindsay to start our relationship, which I admit to have done, it makes it very difficult now for me to go out and ever do that again. It would completely crumble everything that I stand for. It would shake the very foundation of everything that you have started to digest from my content. Admittedly, I have no interest in that. That was an old version of me that wasn't serving at all. But if I did have interest, I couldn't do it because I built these walls. We can call them you know, fake walls or Chinese walls or whatever you want to call them. But I've started to build processes in place that I can't go back to the old version of myself. It'll never happen. It all comes from the fact of knowing that they're watching. Knowing that the content that I put out, no different than the content that you put out, matters to people. So I encourage you to think about before you use social media for vanity, to show the cool places you travel to, to show the fun nights that you have at the bar or all the different women you've dated. Think about the fact that the content matters. There's people looking to you for inspiration. Whether you want to inspire people or not, they're still looking. I'm not encouraging you to change who you are. It's actually the opposite. What I'm encouraging you to do is be cognizant of what's going on around you and be present in the moment to understand that the decisions you're making today are bigger than just today. It took Josh two full solid months before he reached out to me. There's someone that wants to reach out to you too. So where in your life would you consider the fact that someone's watching that might need your help? Maybe it's at work. Maybe there's a new employee that you've shied away from because you're self-consumed, self-involved, or you just don't care. But you felt this man or woman glancing at you or staring at you for quite some time, and you've never went up to take the time to get to know them. And if you have, you haven't tried to pour into them at all to make them a better employee. I don't care if you're their manager or not. You're not so self-important that you can't give yourself five or ten minutes to help someone else be a better person, to be a better employee, to be a better coworker. Maybe it's in the gym. Maybe every day you work out, you see that person that for, you know, Social norms, we would say, is out of shape. You see them, and they, they're looking at you, and you feel their eyes piercing the back of your head, and you don't know why they keep looking at you. There's a good chance they're looking at you because they don't know how to do what you're doing, and they need a little help but don't know how to start. Take the extra five minutes. Walk over and introduce yourself, and let them know if there's anything you can do to help them and assist them, you'd be happy to do it. Or maybe it's in your relationship. Maybe you happen to be the guy that's gotten the girl or a girl that's gotten the guy and you have a happy relationship and you've been through trials and tribulations and heartache. But now you're set up in such a way that that doesn't exist and you know some of the friends that you have, whether from close or afar, are watching and you know that they want to ask how you do it. I encourage you to open that door for them to allow them into that part of your life. Give them the opportunity to ask the questions on how to better their position. We all are in the process of progress. We're all trying to get somewhere that we're not currently. Don't shut down that opportunity for them. So every day 
that you leave yourself open to the possibility of people watching you to better their lives and you take action in association with the fact of wanting to be the best person you can be, you'll find out that day over day, you're able to get shit done.